Welcome to the first episode of the After Hour Sessions podcast. I'm your host, D-Rock, and I'm here with my special guest, friend of the show, co-host for today, the one and only Hans Vanderkill. Hans, how's it going today? Doing pretty good. How are you, D-Rock? I'm doing pretty good. I'm excited. I'm excited to start this new podcast, and I'm honored to have you as the the first guest of this of, of 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 the show. Yeah, well, you know, I've, I'm obviously a fan of like the whole wrestling world stuff like that. I'm also a fan of podcasts, and so um, I think the more podcasts around our little niche in the world, uh, the better. I think that's a really cool thing for people to kind of like really get to know each other. So, so yeah, I'm I'm thrilled to be here. No, and I have to say, it's it's still. I'm so excited and it's still kind of bizarre to me on like really how this podcast started because from doing sessions, you know, and, and being a fan of the, the session wrestling world uh, would bring it up to different session wrestlers. Like, Hey, you know, but pretty much suggesting it to them, like you should do some podcasts or you should interview this. Would be really fascinating. You have great stories. And then just on an Instagram chat talking with you and you, you know, kind of motivated me and you, being someone who's in the industry and then also who knows it, a big fan <laughs> of podcasts like me, you know, really gave me that push to kind of help get this started. So I, I really appreciate that. Yeah, man. Well, you, uh, you, you knew a little, a little secret about me is that every now and then I, I get drunk and I turn on my, uh, my Instagram live and then <laughs> I always delete it afterwards. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, sometimes I do, I do little secret, secret shows on my Instagram and, uh, you know, they're just for like, you know, the, the moment, the here and now. And uh, and then afterwards, they, they go away. And I think that's kind of fun about that. But um, but yeah, but as far as a podcast goes, you definitely want something you can like follow week to week and, you know, download on your phone and like listen on your schedule and stuff like that. And um, as far as people in, in the industry and like sessioning goes, like there's only so much you can find out from their business profile. It's really nice to kind of like get to hear their voice, get to get a sense of their personality, get, you know, um, sense of who they are behind, behind the image, I guess. So, yeah. No, absolutely. Um, I've, I've found that as well when I've, you know, done these sessions, you know, I've been doing them as a fan as a, you know, for the past uh, a little over eight years. And it is something to see that person who you, you watch their, you, you know, their videos you see their their persona and then they get to meet the real person and to have that genuine connection and really just, you know, they see that, hey, I'm just someone who's really into this, this, I guess, kink or fetish of session wrestling. And they have a love and I have a love for it. And we really just kind of connect and bond. And it, it's a really awesome thing. Yeah, it really takes it to like another level, you know, as, as far as like, okay, like I was a fan of this person before, but now I'm really a fan of them. Right. You know, like, and like kind of like podcasts you, you listen to, like I, I listen to like Joe Rogan and Bill Burr and like, you know, it's, it's, it's a personal thing in a way, even though it's a very impersonal thing. It's like they're, they're broadcasting to like millions of people, but like when you're sitting there listening to it, it's like people can be right in your ear and you, you get a better sense of them. Like there's something about hearing someone's voice rather than finding them through the internet. So. No, I, I always, uh, people, I always heard people say it that whether it, you know, from radio and I guess now podcasting is the most personal medium 
that there is. And, and I happen to agree. I think it is. You feel like you're hanging out with a buddy, even though you never met these people. It's like they're just, you know, they're in your, your car on the Bluetooth or if you're going for a run or whatever, you're cleaning up in the house. It feels like it's just a one on one conversation with you and that person. It's a comforting thing, really, too, because, you know, I, I do like a lot of tech for, um, you know, my, my day stuff and, and whatnot. So I'm not always like on the horn with people. So I always have like something, some kind of conversation in my ear in the background. And then like also when I'm driving, uh, that's like that's like a huge thing, because like, if I have music on and like I used to go on like long drives and mm-hmm. um, music wouldn't really keep me awake. I just sort of like, you know, like on the longer dress, be like, Oh man, I'm getting drowsy, you know, behind the wheel and stuff like that. And, uh, but like a podcast, like a conversation going on, something that can really kind of like engage your mind that really kind of like that perks me up. That kind of like keeps me like really, uh, engaged. It's, it's a, it's a different level than, you know, than like a song or something like that. So, yeah, no, absolutely. It's, um, I I did, you know, social work before for my day, you know, job. And now I'm a, you know, a counselor and oh, nice. I, I could be dead tired. Thank you. And I could be dead tired from just, man, just so much paperwork and all that. But when you get that connection, either with, you know, running a group or a connection with a one on one with a patient, you're right. You get that energy. At least I do. Like, you know, I agree with you. You kind of like come alive. And and I think um the session wrestling does that for me as well, or, you know, and I, I've met with dominatrices before, but it's that, that connection. Like you just, you come alive with it. Absolutely. Like when I started out um, getting into this whole community uh, through sessioning, like it was like, it became sort of like the fix, you know, it was just like, you go through your day to day life, you have your stresses and stuff like that. But then like you get to do like a session and it's, it's this really kind of like engaging energy where you feel most alive. And, you know, I, I found that like, you know, I, I would be kind of like craving that and need, it's like therapy in a way. It's, mm-hmm. it's like, it really kind of like balances, balances you out from like the day-to-day stresses and like this day and age, especially like you can think about like day-to-day stresses that people have, you know, with uh, the pandemic and, and all, but right. Um, but that's that stress is always there. So it's good to it's good to have something that really kind of like balances you out, reminds you that you're that, that, uh, that you're human. And, uh, yeah. So. So how did you get into it? Uh, well, I'll be honest. It's kind of uh, I, I I can say when it comes to like wrestling with the opposite sex and like, you know, play wrestling. And, and that kind of attraction and kink and fetish and like lift and carry. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of, and I, I kind of always wonder about it. I've even like spoken to people like, you know, professionals, like just wondering where the start comes from. Um, I don't know. Cause I'm, I'm a pro wrestling fan or like, you know, from since I was like four years old, I, I loved, you know, seeing this. Yeah, so big, was I. Oh, okay. Awesome. Awesome. So like seeing these big, strong wrestlers and, and I kind of always gravitated toward like strength and like strong, even like the world's strongest man competitions. I still to this day, but even as a kid, always watch them. But I can say from about middle school, I actually, I know sixth grade, it, I kind of started, you know, you coming into puberty and I kind of would, my thing of like when I would see a pretty girl or a pretty woman, my mindset wouldn't be to hook up 
physically in that way, I would fantasize about like play wrestling and picking them up and lift and carry. And it always kind of just stuck out to me. And at first I remember like thinking, is this just a phase or a fad, but it carried through middle school, high school. And then when I got to college, I kind of discovered that's around the time YouTube got popular. I started seeing all these videos, you know, lift and carry mixed wrestling, all this stuff, some, you know, BDSM dominatrix. And then that really triggered me to kind of start Googling and looking things up. And then that's when I kind of discovered the world that, Oh, these people who I'm watching in these videos will travel to your area and you can meet up with them in session wrestle. And uh, my first was, in 2012, it was, I can, actually, I remember it was July 3rd, 2012. I remember the wow. day. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and because I just gotten done college and I was starting my new job like that following week. So I was, you know, really pumped, really excited. And I took the train into the city and I always tell people this story. I, I went out, went to this hotel. I got, we, we emailed back and forth. And I gotten the information, and so I and that session wrestler gave me her phone number. Like, let me know when you're here. I'll come down and get you. So I called. I, you know, I was so I was, you know, nervous and anxious, but like it was a mix of like happy and excited, but also like a little scared. Like I don't know what to expect. Like, is there going to oh, yeah. be someone behind the cam? You know, the door. There a bodyguard in there. Some a camera guy. I, I had no right. clue what to think, but I was excited and and I remember I called a few times and I got no answer. So I went to the front desk and I she gave me the the uh, room number and I asked for you know can you call up to so and so's room number. Luckily, I had been on this person's website and had seen and knew her real first name, so I had that information. But when I said it, Hans everyone at the front desk kind of just came over and looked at me like really suspicious. And that was, I was like, Oh, oh wow. Okay. Oh. It was kind of weird. But then, so they called and she answered and said, yeah, give him a key and come up. Now at this hotel, this Marriott, the first, it's like 17 floors, one through seven, you can just press and you go up. If you're eight and above, you have to use the hotel key and like, oh, put, Lordy. and put it on yeah, exactly. And put it on this button and that gives you access to this. Now, I was so shook by how they looked at me. I missed all this information. So she's <laughs> on like the 13th floor. And so I get into like the hotel, like the, I mean, the elevator. And I'm so nervous. I'm hitting like 13, but it's going up one to seven and then coming back down. And I'm like, what the heck's up with this elevator? And it keeps doing that one to seven and it comes back down one. To, and people are getting on. And they're like, well, you get to seven and they're like, are you getting off? And I'm like, uh, no. And then I'm just riding it. And I'm thinking, is this elevator broken? Like, I can't get there. <laughs> How am I going to do this? And finally, I just looking around and no lie, it was five minutes of riding. And that's how nervous I was. I'm like, wait a minute. What's this whole thing about press the key? <laughs> and then I was like, oh, so, so I put the key and then like all like eight through 16 lit up and I could hit 13 and get to the floor. But. That's how nervous I was, but I'll never forget the day. It was just, I booked an hour and a half session. We wound up being there. I guess she had no one else that day because I was hanging out with her. I got there 11 a.m. We sessioned and like talked and just hung out till about five o'clock. And then she even said, "Oh, awesome!" you know, 
hey, I'm going to TGI Fridays. It's my treat. Do you want to go out after and get some dinner? And we just, you know, walked a couple blocks to the TGI Fridays and had dinner. And it was uh, it was an incredible experience. And that really started me on being like, this is the world for me, this session wrestling world. Oh, yeah. Like you you the high after that must have been, uh, you know, unbelievable stratospheric. Yeah. So it's uh, yeah, I mean, that was eight years ago. And I still it's hard to put in the words like that feeling. who was it? Do you mind saying? No, it I sounded don't. like a really positive uh, um, experience. So. It was a uh, mutiny. Mutiny. Oh, amazing. Yes. Oh. Yes. And it definitely was- on my like, want to desperately, desperate, desperately want to meet and wrestle her. She's awesome. She, so. And she was always, I'll say like what the two who stuck out to me before I officially was mutiny and Jennifer Thomas. And it's awesome that I've gotten to session with both of them and, and kind of developed like a friendship with both of them. And, and so my first was with one of my top two favorites and being able to, you know, have, I mean, we're scheduled for an hour and a half and I want to spend an eight hours together, you know, like, yeah, it it, it was awesome. And we, I sessioned with her a couple more times after that. And it's just, uh, it, it was just a great feeling. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, your first session, D rock, uh, as crazy as it was and like, uh, you know, like, um, like getting it going, like all those like obstacles, obstacles to get, to, to get there, believe it or not, that went better than my first session. Okay. I'm interested. My first session was a bit of a disaster, but like no, like, uh, you know, no, no shade on anyone, but like, it, it, it's, it's just like, it didn't work out. And it's the same thing. You, you're doing your, you're doing this for the first time. You're, you're nervous and like, you know, facts start sort of like slipping through your brain. So, um, so I was a, a young bushy eyed uh, college fellow uh, setting out to do his first session ever. And I was in uh, upstate New York. Okay. And so I booked a session with um, Toronto storm also in Montreal. I guess, did you go to Montreal for a mutiny? Or, no, she or- came to Philly. To Philly. Oh, nice. Yeah. So there was no one in my area who was just like sort of local. So like for me, like I had to sort of pick the closest city and it was either uh, New York City or uh, not Montreal, Toronto. And they were about equidistant. And at that time, uh, which is sort of another funny thing, I live in New York City now, but I had a huge fear of New York City. I was just like, oh, driving through New York City, like yeah, like a couple of years prior, I, I had taken a trip to New York City. I drove through and like driving through New York City was like the most stressful thing yeah. um, ever, you know, just like coming from suburbia in New England. And, um, you know, so uh, so I was I was terrified of New York City. And, I, and Meanwhile, now I could like drive through the city with my eyes closed. It's like no, no big deal. Right. But um, so I was like, OK, I'll go to Toronto. And so. You know, this was before the time of, you know, iPhones and, uh, you know, Google Maps. Um, you know, like only the really expensive cars had like GPS, but I don't think they had turn by turn directions. So I had like a stack of papers that I printed out from MapQuest uh, of how to get to where I was supposed to go. So I set out on my journey across the border, six hour drive. 
I get to where I think it is. I walk in to the lobby and I'm starting to like ask, ask for information. So like, oh, I'm looking for, for such and such a place. And they just shake their head. I'm like, <laughs> what, what, what do you mean? And, and it was just like, there were two streets that were sort of named the same or something like that. So I had gotten there, you know, I, I, I was 30 minutes early because I didn't want to be late. And so I was like, oh, 30 minutes early. This is great. Like, you know, piece of cake. I've got this, you know, I've got this down. And, uh, you know, so at first it was kind of like, oh, okay, I don't have the right place. So that's all right. I still have plenty of time. And I started kind of like trying to find a place, driving around st- and, and stuff like that. And, you know, um, as it's getting closer, I'm starting to get more stressed. I'm starting to just like roll down the window and like shout at people on the sidewalk. It's like, Hey, I'm looking for this building. And they say, Oh yeah, you go over there, go over there. And I was like, I was just there. And like in my American accent and finally, you know, they're like <laughs> shouting back at me. It's like, you go over there and you go over there. I told you this a couple of times. Hey, eh? <laughs> so, they got really mad at me. And uh, so finally it's, it's like now 15 minutes after and like, you know, uh, sending, uh, text or like you know, correspondence back and forth and um oh no actually couldn't even do that i yeah my phone was so ancient back then i, I couldn't even do that so <laughs> i'm just like desperately trying to find this place and then like the hour is over and i can't remember but i got like oh no like i didn't even get any, a notification it was it was just like i don't know where this place is and i have to now go home because it's now like an hour after we were supposed to end so drove all the way back to new york wow uh, not new york city but like upstate new york and uh you know got an email later being like oh where were you like you know that, that was kind of ridiculous and, and i was like oh sorry i couldn't find a place and stuff like that and then it was it was a big it was a big miss but um i explained you know i explained the whole thing and you know um and then we tried again, like two weeks later, and and that time it went off without a hitch, and and it was great. It was su- it was super fun. I was super nervous the whole time. I was like a a deer in headlights. I probably said like barely two words, but like you know, it was. It, and and then afterwards, it was like this sort of euphoric high. That's you know, that's like oh wow, like this is kind of like the actualization of like stuff that I've grown up thinking and like wanting to try so so yeah. I, I have a lot of questions for you first is what made you because I, I so many times and i knew it like we're kind of kindred spirits from the you know the first time we talked because i'm an anxious especially in the city i'm an anxious driver too and that's kind of you know that would sometimes that's how i knew i loved this where i would either take the train in or I remember getting my dad to give me rides because i'm like oh, nice. I, did I just, he know where you're going he he knew a little bit, but he was kind of <laughs> like, uh, I was ready to tell him if he asked, but I think it was just like, he didn't ask and I didn't give any information and he would just wait for me to be done. And I'd say, okay. And then, you know, we go on there back, go. <laughs> you know, so I greatly appreciate him doing that back then, but now I'm more comfortable, but I, I totally get that. But I, I wonder what in you after that, like crazy nightmare of a experience the first time, what pushed you to like, not just say, screw it. This is not worth it as too much. I don't want to do this anymore. What pushed you to like, want to go back? Oh, it's just like, it's, it's in, you know, it's in my blood. Like I can't, like, I was so excited to get the chance to try it. And then, you know, huge fiasco didn't work out. This, this would never happen today, by the way, we all, 
we all have Google Maps on our phone and turn by turn directions is amazing. But like, you know, kind of gives away a little bit of uh, how old I am. <laughs> gives a, a little bit of giving that away. But uh, yeah, like it was it was just ingrained in me. It's just like, no, I I, I have to do this. I, I decided I was going to drive six hours to do it before. So like I'm going to decide to do it again two weeks later and give it a second shot. And um, yeah. And then once I did, I was, you know, I think a couple of times I, I said to myself, I was like, all right, that was fun. But like just that one time and, and, and then that's it. And then like, it's like, ah, you know, like I'd really like to do that again. And, you know, you can't not do it if it's like ingrained in you. There are certain things you just can't so not do. So let me so. ask you, when did you kind of first get that, that bug, like that you like have a passion for, session wrestling kink wrestling however you want to phrase it but like when did that first hit you so i guess like same with you i was i was like a pro wrestling fan growing up and there was like um you know wrestling going on in the neighborhood like play wrestling like you know um uh, both boys and girls and um it was like it was always it was always kind of fun and then yeah you hit that stage of puberty and i find i, I found myself like when I started getting attracted to girls and I was also like a very scrawny guy in middle school. So um, I would find myself attracted to girls who were kind of more athletic and were definitely like way more than me and were stronger than me, but I, I weighed like a feather. I didn't weigh anything. Right. So, um, so yeah, so I would, I would sort of like fantasize about the same sort of like play wrestling and, and stuff like that, knowing that they were, they would probably win. And finding that like kind of awesome. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah. And everyone sort of looks for that sort of initial spark that really kind of like solidifies it. I guess for me, maybe like I played, um, I played soccer growing up mm -hmm. and, uh, there was this one year where, um, our team was undefeated. We were like really awesome soccer team. And we beat every town. We won like a tournament and stuff like that. Like we were just like unstoppable, except for this one time when we played scrimmaged the girls team in our town. They're like four and twelve or something like that. They were like not, you know, they, they were they were not killing it in their league, and they just destroyed us. And they they destroyed us with like physicality. They just like, you know, you would try to like get the ball from they they would just like push you off the ball like using their hips or like whatever they just like, oh wow they just out physicaled us and you know, to the point where like so, you know one one kid on the team the end of it and it's just <laughs> like they never did that again by the way that was like the only time they did that but i still remember i still remember <laughs> what what that was like like it was yesterday and uh that that catalyst moment might have been like just the thing that kind of like solidified it for me where I was like, yeah, I'm kind of into this like primal physicality sort of thing. And, and, uh, you know, play wrestling, you know? Um, yeah. So, so I, so uh, hearing, hearing you talk about the, your first session and how nervous you were and you only said two words and then I'm a, I'm a fan of yours and your, your, you know, your clip for sales store is really, I, I like, I like the style of matches you have and I like the, the women you wrestle with. I, I'm big fans of pretty much all of them. And, and so now you go from, oh, thank you very much. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Like 
like the so like your first time being so nervous to now you're on camera, let alone you're doing from you know oil wrestling matches to sex wrestling matches. Like how did you know you know different like squeeze competitions? Like how how did that transformation happen from being you said two words your first time to you're on camera and and you know doing these incredible matches. Well, I think it was, I think it was gradual over time. Uh, and then like something that also happened like around the time of the stories I told you about was I started getting into, you know, I, I started looking around the web, like, like kind of like same thing with you. At first I thought like, Oh, you know, I'm, I'm the only one that thinks this. I'm the only one who's like sort of into us and it's, it's deviant and weird and yeah. like, not normal. And then I started to uh, browse around the internet and I found, um, this kind of like really old school legendary like website that uh, used to be around. It was called Barbara's Com- Combat Com- Combative Woman. Thank God I didn't have to say it, <laughs> but like it was like an old uh, it was an old GeoSites site, and uh, they had like they had a web ring where like you go to the bottom of the page and you you click and it goes to like other different sites that, are, that have all sort of agreed to be in this like web web ring. And then they had like a links page and uh, Christy Etzel was on there. Yes. Uh, Robin was on there and DWW was on there. And once I found DWW, I was, I was hooked. I love, I loved everything they do. They did. I also kind of loved their kind of like, they would do nude matches, but they would do, they would do sporty ones. They would do sexual ones, but it wasn't really like, salacious if that makes sense it was just kind of like they just did them because they were more comfortable with it and it was just like anything else to them and that's kind of that's kind of where i take a lot of my inspiration from that was when that was where i saw like my first mixed match because at first like you know growing up i was like oh i only want to watch female versus female and then i joined their web club and then like they they would always have the match of the month and every now and then the match of the month would be like a mixed match, which I was like, oh, I'd never, I would never buy a mixed match, um, you know, up until that point. Um, but then, you know, they put the mixed match on, on fight in a month. I'm like, oh, okay, well, I mean, I have it anyway. I might as well check it out. And I checked it out. And I was like, oh, actually, I, I kind of like this. And I kind of like that there's like, you know, there was sort of this dynamic of like the men and women wrestling where like it wasn't overly gender driven i guess you'd say mm-hmm. it was just kind of like they they just sort of plugged in they were like part of the you know part of the roster and just like any any other girls on there so um so i got really into that and then as far as like being comfortable with it like yeah like it started out being something that i was ashamed of and kept hidden and then gradually over time um in ver- in varying degrees it became something that i was more comfortable with uh myself and my own personal life and then something that i became comfortable with as far as it being public because when i started doing videos i always wore a mask mm-hmm. like because i didn't want didn't want to show my face and stuff like that and i had done several sessions at that point and i just remember thinking when i would look back on those videos with the mask it was kind of like it wasn't the same energy as dww or it was just kind of like they would have a mixed match and they were just having a match and they were both not ashamed of it. Right. Like wearing the mask, like 
you know, some people wear a mask because it looks cool and stuff like that. I wore a mask because, you know, when, when I would watch myself, it'd be like, this guy's ashamed of what he's into and he's embarrassed by yeah. it. And it wasn't as fun to watch as a viewer. I'm, I'm one of the, um, I, I guess I'm one of the lucky producers who, um, when I make videos, I can watch them later and I can turn off my producer mind, turn on my, my fan mind okay. and, and just be like, all right, if I'm watching this, like I bought it, what do I think of it? And I, and if the answer is like, well, it's not as good for some reason, then I try to fix that reason. And so uh, when I started out as a, with a mask, I eventually said like, you know, I need to do it with the mask off. I remember my first match for that was with Doom Maidens against Orlando. And that was, that was almost like another first time again. I was as nervous for that as I was for my first session because I was like, okay, I'm going to do this match. And if I changed my mind and said like, oh, I'd like to take it down, they t- totally would have obliged me. But like, I, I had made the decision at that point that like, I, I'm, I'm not going to do that. This is, if I'm deciding to do this, this is it from here forward. So um, yeah, and started doing competitive and then also kind of like started looking back at DWW and being like, oh, I was always like into that erotic side. I wonder if I can find a way to incorporate that and kind of explore that as well. And um, yeah, had some thoughts with that. Tried, tried some test shoots that I never released and, um, and kind of like found the, the right people who were also willing to try knowing that it was also kind of like a creative process. Like I wanted it to be a certain way. Um, it was not just for the sake of doing it. It was like, no, I want it like, I want it to kind of resemble, you know, a mixed erotic match in DWW, even though they never did that. Right. They always did like female, female erotic, and they never did like a mixed erotic for, you know, whatever reasons they decided. But, um, yeah, no, so I was kind of that's, like my evolution. No, that's fascinating because I think hearing you talk about it, that's true. Even, those like the, the the sex wrestling matches or the oil wrestling i like you know you put erotic because they're sensual but they're still classy and professional to me when i watch them you know what i mean like and and, and i think like it's it's they're really well done and i, I guess i want to ask you is because you you know you do a mixed wrestling you have oil wrestling the sex wrestling what else what other comp what are kind of matches would you say you you produce uh I do the scissor fighting. The scissor that's, fighting. That's kind of like a, you know, the, like a prolonged thigh squeezing contest that I started doing that purely because I'm into it. Um, no, it looks awesome. I, I, I won't say that those actually like, you know, they, they, they sell okay. They don't, they don't sell like the other ones do, but like that, that one's purely like kind of like a sub passion project. And um, I'm starting to kind of like revisit it again. See like, all right, well, how, like, how can we change it? And like, and like, what, what should I make different about it? But yeah, there's that, there's the, the bear hugs one was interesting because it was kind of done on a whim. I can't remember the exact circumstance, but, um, well, I'd done, I had done a couple before and they kind of like just sort of slid by everybody and, and nobody really kind of, I guess like nobody really kind of noticed I, I did one with like, with iron Liberty mm-hmm. who was, uh, she was kind of like a, a YouTube star before she be, went into session wrestling. And I was already a fan of her YouTube page. And then when she started doing wrestling, I was like, oh, yeah, I definitely want to shoot with her. And she has this like sort of like immense muscular 
upper body. Right. And I was like, it'd be cool to do like a bear hugs thing with her just because she has like that, you know, that awesome bodybuilder look to her. So, so I did one match like that and, you know, like it, it, that one was kind of like a drop in the bucket, like as far as sales goes, so it, was like, yeah, it was, it was there. It was, it was really fun to do. And then, um, I want to say, I'm not sure who it was I was shooting with, but there was, um, a match that we had planned to do. And then for some reason we couldn't do that exact style of match. And then I was like, all right, well, well what about if we just do like a bear hugs match? And it's, it's literally just going to be like, we forget how to wrestle. And like, we are pre-programmed to go for bear hugs and bear hugs only. And, you know, our pride is kind of like, we must have the strongest bear hugs and stuff like that. So, um, so not this. It, I did that match and it kind of, it, it kind of popped in sales. Like it sold more than I thought it was going to. Okay. And then I did that match actually with Megan Jones. And then the next time I shot with her, she said, Oh my God, after we did that bear hugs match, I got so many session requests for, for bear hugs. And I was like, Oh, that's great. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. So I've, kind of I've like session a, with Megan before a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's a lot of fun. She's awesome. Yeah. Very strong so, too. Super strong. Yeah. Getting stronger. Like every time I see her. Right. Right. So, right. Same, same. <laughs> makes me like, you know, uh, remember to get my ass back in the gym before I see her again. <laughs> now, of all those types, is are, is the thigh wrestling, is that, would you say, your personal favorite to shoot? Or is there another one that you really enjoy shooting? Um, I really enjoy shooting them all. And kind of as I've gone on to, like, the more people I work with, like, they all have their, like, their own things. And, um, and, and their own preferences too. Like some people do not want to do competitive and some people like, Oh no, I'd really prefer to do like kind of like sensual erotic. It's like, okay, great. We can do more along that spectrum. And then some people are the opposite. They do not want to do anything like overly sexual at all. And they just want to stick to sporty competitive. It's like, great. We can do sporty competitive. So it's good to have a range. Mm -hmm. Um, and I find that I, I really, I really do enjoy them all. Um, there's, I mean, I was into it uh, from being a little kid and like there's, there's never one that I go into where I'm like, Oh, you know, we have to do this. Like it's a chore. It's like, right. Right. It's, it's never like that. Um, and sometimes it's like, it's like different moods and different like models too. Like there's some models who uh, you know, some wrestlers who I work with who, you know, I'm like, Oh, I really want to do a bear hug match with them. You know, as opposed to like, oh, yeah, scissor fight would be great, too. But like a bear hug match with them would be really good. Like there's certain ones that kind of like scream out certain styles. Gotcha. Where it's like, you know, they would be perfect for this. And, you know. Well, yeah. I Because I, you brought something up just now that's really interesting to me. Because I know when I email a, a session wrestler or even when I've emailed a dominatrix, um, it's, you know, for me, it's really important that they know I want – I mean, I obviously want to be comfortable and safe, but I want them to feel comfortable and safe, you know, and know that I respect them and I, you know, respect their boundaries. And, and I'm just there to have a, a I want them to have a good time and I'm there to have a good, you know, safe time. And so I was wondering when you, you know, from the, the, the different ranges of matches you do, how how is it, especially when, you know, I know after a while when you get to know someone, you have that repertoire. But when you're first talking to a session wrestler, and trying to kind of gauge what they're comfortable with and what they're not comfortable with. Like how, how is that for you kind of like breaking the ice, so to say? Uh, well, I usually, well, 
uh, it's actually kind of rare that I session these days. Or I uh, guess since film, I do so much shooting. I guess like shoot when you're shooting with someone. Yeah, with filming, um, you know, I, I provide them a link to my store and I directly ask them and I say like, hey, I shoot this style, this style, this style. Usually I have like a general idea of like what I think they might be into. But um, usually when I'm reaching out to them, I, I directly ask them. It's like, um, you know, uh, usually I just express the fact that it's like, I'd, I'd really like to shoot with you. There's a bunch of different styles that I do that, you know, what, what, would, you, what would you be interested in shooting? Like, I kind of like put it, put it on them to, to, to be like, you know, it's like, oh, yeah. It's like, and, you know, some of them don't shoot at all, but like the ones that do are, are kind of like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely interested in shooting. And like, you know, um, I kind of like this style. I kind of like that style. Some of them, have their own thing that they're into as well. And they'll just sort of bring that to the table. And that's when sometimes we do like a trade or like sometimes like, or sometimes I'll just like follow their direction as far as what they want to do. Like um, I've met some, some people who are into fetishes that I've not uh, been into or experienced like limp fetish and dam- damsel in distress is another one. I haven't really filmed those, but like I've met some people's like, Oh, that's their thing. That's like their scissor fight. For gotcha. Me. So it's always fun to kind of find that out. And then if I do find out they have a certain thing, I'll try to sort of like, all right, so what's like, you know, it's like musical artists that come together and it's like Aerosmith and run DMC. You know, <laughs> I like that. that song's so freaking amazing. And these guys are just like, they do such different things. It's like, how do we make our own like walk this way with what you're into and what I'm into? That's so. a great compare. I like that. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. Now, is there, how do I ask this? Uh, you've had a lot of great matches that you've filmed. And it, who was maybe the biggest surprise in a positive way? Like when you sessioned with them, you, you know, you kind of thought like either maybe you would kind of win this match easily or kind of would go one way and then boom, like the chemistry you had just surprised you, just jumped out to you that first time. Uh, there's been a few like that. It's, it's been more than a few. Um, trying to think of a specific. It's hard to think of a specific example. I can think of like I can think of someone who surprised me. Like um, I, I would say, both in terms of chemistry and both in terms of how how I thought the match was going to go. Mm-hmm. I'll say Des Desire last year surprised the hell out of me. Oh really? I went into that match thinking I was going to win, and she she wiped the mat with me. I was just like, "Whoa, damn! Wow, like, I gotta I gotta be uh, now be on point when I face." Let her, me ask but... you real quick because Des Desire, she's you know tall, five ten, athletic built, jujitsu background. What what made you kind of think you were going to kind of go in there and win? Was that just confidence in yourself, or I think it was like that that event. So that was the first the first session girls event, and it was. Um, it was kind it, it was like a big deal and it was like whoa like going into this you know this event and like you know it's being live streamed and people are watching it and like everyone's kind of gathered like you know several like legends of the industry and like you you want the whole show to go well you want to perform well and, and stuff like that and um and we were the first match we were, we were kind of like we were the, i think we were the kickoff match that um when they started the live stream there was there was a pro match that uh jennifer uh did um i think with 
I can't remember who, who it was with, but um, they, they kind of did as kind of like a, kind of like a warm up match just for the people who were there while things were getting set up. And then this was like the first, it was the first official one on the list. And man, I remember, like, I, I haven't had stage fright like that like, wow. in a long time. I was, I, I just felt like my breath being like really, really short. And, um, you know, so I think, uh, I think it was just based on the fact it, it was, it was based on like, uh, confidence of, of just like, oh, you know, like I'm like a certain, certain level. And also, also I didn't know her that well. Okay. Like I just met her that day and I, I knew she had some background and, I didn't really, I had looked like a little bit, but um, yeah, I guess, I guess I didn't like look that. And I hadn't really seen her do, I hadn't really seen her matches. That was the thing. I, I'd seen what she was a part of and like, kind of like highlights here and there, but like, I hadn't seen like a full match. So, um, but she was fun. I mean, she was like super, super nice and like fun to talk to and um I remember being kind of like backstage with her when we we're like getting our introductions read and we we're going out one by one and you know she she was pumped for it too and but I think she definitely uh she definitely rose to the spotlight better she she's got some experience and is kind of used to kind of like being in front of a crowd so like she definitely owned it more no, and me I was just like I was just shaking in my boots going out there <laughs> and uh you know but it was it was absolutely uh, super fun. I think all, and I, I think also too. I was I was kind of like looking ahead that day because I had like four matches. I was going to say I, that, yeah. And I had like uh, I, I had a couple other matches that were sponsored that didn't involve me that I was looking to also kind of like figure out when those were going to happen because they were going to happen in the oil wrestling pool, and um, there was a lot of like it was a lot of stuff that day, but it was, it was fun. It was great. I'm going to miss the event this year, unfortunately, due to just travel restrictions and all yeah, that. Yeah. Oh, that's a shame. Cause you know, it's, um, it's funny. I sessioned with Jennifer. It was Memorial day weekend, 2019. And, um, that Sunday before Memorial day. And we were talking about different things and she was telling me about the event and, how she was, you know, going to do it, and she, the 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 idea she had, and the the she was anxious though, you know, it's the first time, and I was just like, nah, you know, it's awesome that you're, you know, you're doing it, and you're you're putting yourself out there, it's great. And then I'm in Philadelphia, that was in California, I couldn't get there, but it was being live streamed, and to see the crowds, I was, you know, really excited, really, you know, happy for her, proud of her, because you're you're right, like. I, I always still I still tell myself this, but for years, I, like you said earlier, I felt like I was the only one who liked this because, like, right. you know, no one friends of mine were like, "What?" Like, you know, and I stopped telling people because they looked at me like I was insane. And but I would be like, "This doesn't." If no one's watching this besides me, why would people keep making these videos everywhere? You know, it's like right. I'm like, so there's people out there, but. I'm not finding them. I'm like, I'm like, I don't know where they're at. And so it was, I remember I would always session with people with the wrestlers and be like, do you get a lot of people like do other people? Yeah. And they're like, yeah, no, I'm booked all weekend or I'm booked for the next four days. And I'm like, so there's people in my city, but I'm like, where are they? You know? <laughs> so it was awesome to see, like hearing her talk about putting it together and then to see those crowds. And you're right. You, you know, you, you wrestled in front of a crowd. And uh, I, 
will be honest, I knew about Dez's background a little bit, but I, my concern for you was you, because just seeing how, you know, Mistress Nadia and, and her build, and I was like, man, that's going to oh, be. Oh, she's amazing. Yeah, man, that's going to be a tough match for Hans. And, you, you know, it looked like the, the that matchup wound up being more a little more easier for you than the one with Dez. Well, I was, I was more comfortable at that point. It was kind of like that first match was kind of like, whatever happens, happens, just get it over with. I'm so freaking nervous. Like, and then like after that, like the, you know, all, all the matches after that, like it was like, okay. Like I was, I was kind of enjoying it more. I was kind of like, okay, I'm, we're at the event. This is amazing. This is awesome. But like, man, that lead off match. And I've been the lead off match at like grapple den parties before where, um, well, it's, it's sort of vitally important in a way because, you're almost kind of setting the tone Absolutely. for all the matches that come after. You're you're the kickoff match, and if your energy and like your chemistry kind of sucks, then like it affects the matches that come after that. Or then maybe hopefully one of them pick it up. But like if you're if you re- have a really good match to kick it off, it kind of like revs everyone else up at the event, and then you know it, the the energy kind of perpetuates. So. Um, so yeah, but Nadia is awesome. She she is so freaking strong. She's coming to uh, New York uh, sometime soon, unless she unless she suddenly can't. Because I know there's been right. new restrictions. Uh, new York City is becoming like a fortress right now. Yeah, like we've we've kind of got COVID. Um, I won't say under control, but we've definitely done well, and now they're. There apparently just new restrictions where they are uh, doing checkpoints at the, all the bridges and tunnels. Yeah, that's what I read. So yeah, but if she makes it here, I definitely want to shoot with her again. And she is, and she's like a ray of sunshine too. She's she's another person who's just like, you know, she looks big and, and intimidating, but she's like such a sweetheart. No, so. I definitely, you know, you pick up that vibe seeing her in those videos, her and, and Sydney, and. You know, you name it, you know, Dez, I, I want to get on the show, and, and Nadia, these are all people I'd love to to talk to because they their personalities do just kind of shine through. Yeah, and they're, they're great. Like, they're, they're so fun to talk to and such interesting people. Like, it's like, I, like we kind of like touched on in the beginning. It's, it's one thing to kind of like see someone's like wrestling profile or to follow them on Twitter. Even you get like a little, you get like sort of like the distilled version of that, but um, to actually get to have or listen to a conversation where they're, it's just kind of like off the cuff. Um, that's when you get like a real sense of, of who these people are and how they're really just like, they're the, they're the same as, as me and you, they, they were people who also grew up thinking like, am I the only person who kind of likes this? Because I, I, I honestly believe that like people don't get into this line of work or this industry. If there isn't something about it that speaks to them, right. there isn't something about it that like that they like too. So, um, so it's fun to kind of like explore that and find that out and, and, and meet people, you know, thinking, you know, after thinking that you were like, sort of like alone for all these years. So no. And, um, and that's and that's awesome. And, and now, obviously, the the connection we have and, and started from is session wrestling. But you know, definitely for the the future episodes, we'll talk. You know, BDSM and 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 just kind of just really talk to people about you know that sensual side and that connection that you know 
we all kind of look for and maybe aren't comfortable talking about necessarily with other people. But I, I have this question for you because to me, I see like bondage getting more popular, you know, than it was like 10, 20 years ago and in different kinks and fetishes. But do you kind of ever wonder why session wrestling is still kind of like not talked about a lot? Well, I think it's, it's kind of a niche thing. And um, I think certainly more, more people know about it. Um, but maybe, maybe like, maybe like mainstream media hasn't latched onto it yet because every now and then mainstream media would be like, Oh, like BDSM and, and stuff. And it's, I don't know. It's kind of like the cool, like edgy article of the, of the day, but like, and there's been a few of those from session wrestling, but I guess like le- less so. I guess I guess just BDSM is like more popular. It's it's been it's been out in the forefront for longer. Um, but I will say this: like if I was, you know, if I was that kid again today, I would find out much quicker today that that I'm not alone. Yes. Um, than I than I would have the first time where, you know, it was, it was like years before. I figured out that I wasn't alone. Same. So, yeah. Um, you know, cause I always, I I've gotten more, I, you know, our stories are very similar where it was years before I told anyone. And then now I don't care who, you know, who I tell, I'm, you know, proud of it. And it's yeah. like, I tell people, I go, that's why I kind of, it, it's, I get it why it's not as popular as the other stuff, but I'm like, how many couples, right. You know, boyfriend or girlfriend will play wrestle. You know what I mean? And, and, and joke around like that. Or the guy lifts up the girl. And they, they joke around. And then but when I bring this up to them, they're like, what? What? And I'm like, you, well, you, you probably do that with your girlfriend or you do that with your boyfriend, you know? And I'm like, it's just kind of like you could use that as like a, you know, foreplay for, you know, for sex. And I kind of always wonder because, like, that's a different kind of conversation. Like if you're into bondage, you know, or if you're into, you know, just – you know, being a submissive, but with this, I'm like, I, I, I don't know for just me, I see, you know, from lift and carry to, to just, you know, horsing around play wrestling. I'm like, I see so many couples who do that. And I would think that this would be more popular. Well, I think, I think also like, um, I know one way I grew up is, um, I don't want to say sex shaming, but I, but there, I just said it. Um, mm-hmm. there's, there's like, there is sort of like an undercurrent in like proper society where it's like, Oh, you know, like, and I think, I think it also comes from, you know, me being brought up in sort of like a, a Catholic background or at least like people who were Catholic and, and stuff like that. There is kind of like this, the shame that's like ascribed to sex is like sex is for procreating. That's all it's for. And um, to be like turned on by something is, is kind of devious. And I think that that's, now getting challenged more and more i know that you know me growing up at first like you know i was i was terrified that i had these thoughts of being turned on by like you know being squeezed by a woman's legs and and right you know um and as time went on i was just like no this is like not only is this good this is like perfectly natural this is like and and now knowing that like oh a lot of people feel this way so it's not just me. It's not just like my spirit is deviant in some way. It's, it's, it's kind of ingrained in our animalistic, um, you know, ways of being. So I think that's now starting to 
be kind of um, addressed more, um, you know, since there's all these communities online and like people can talk and converse and, you know, now when somebody finds out that you're into this sort of stuff, it's like, oh yeah, not only am I into it, but like, you know, Fred, Chris and Charlie are into it too. Yeah. And we talk about it all the time. It's amazing. So, <laughs> <laughs> so. no, um, Hans, I, I, hopefully definitely the first of many conversations. Um, I hope so too. I I'm, I'm a huge podcast fan and, uh, I definitely want to, uh, definitely want to come on again. And, um, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing what what other guests you can get on here too, and we can have like a, a powwow and absolutely, you know. I, and I, ultimately, I think this is like a good thing for people listening. You know, like again, being such a podcast fan, there weren't podcasts around when I was trying to find out I wasn't alone. So. Right, right. Same here. Same here. Yeah. And hopefully, those we can definitely that'd be awesome. To, you know, help connect with those who maybe. I kind of feel like they're in the dark or feel alone and let them know that they're not. And it's okay to, to be passionate about this, you know, kink or fetish and, and to, you know, nothing to be ashamed of and nothing to hold your head down with. Not only that, but like quite rewarding. Too. Absolutely. Like I, I feel like since I got into it, um, I've just been better in all aspects of life and how I interact with people and I can understand people better. I can connect with them quicker because I've done sort of like the homework on myself so I think that's an awesome yeah. point. Like, I, and a, a great way to look at it that I, I don't think I've looked at it that deeply. But yeah, I think it it has just led to a better life. And and you're right, able to understand and have more empathy, and able to help help make it easier to connect with others. Absolutely. So, but well, this is awesome, D Rock. Definitely, definitely. No, this is, I, this is the kickoff match of the series. It, absolutely, it. and I couldn't ask so. for a better one. Like you, there's no better. You are the Ricky Henderson of podcast guests. And, oh, nice! And <laughs> for those non-baseball fans, there's no better leadoff hitter in baseball history than Ricky Henderson. So that's a compliment for Hans. Like I, I cranking it. That's right. Couldn't ask for anyone better. And um, for those, you know, we'll be publishing this. It's today's Thursday, so probably about Thursday night or Friday morning. And we're on, as of now, we're on Anchor and Spotify. That's after hours sessions. And it's also on Twitter. You can look up the handle at session after. So the podcast after hours sessions, it's on Anchor platform and on Spotify. And our Twitter is at session after. If you have any comments, suggestions, questions, uh, any guests you'd like to hear in the future, come on, please, uh, please tweet us. And for my very special guest, co-host, friend of the show, Hans Vanderkill, I'm D-Rock. And thank you guys for listening to the After Hours Sessions. Here we go. Peace.